Welcome to the First Baptist Barberville Weekly Sermon Podcast. At FBC Barberville, our mission is to gather, grow, give, and go. Join us for live worship on the Court Square in Barberville, Kentucky, or to learn more about our church, visit fbcbarberville.com. Here is Pastor Tyler Shields. exciting and fun to start a new year, and, and I like that New Year's fell on a Sunday this year. Uh, I appreciate you being here this morning because I know a lot of folks, a lot of families were out late last night, mine included. Look, Easton's already asleep and I even started preaching. So I appreciate you being here this morning. One of the things that I like to do every year is to look back over the course of the previous year, and I think a lot of people do this, and just kind of reflect back on the good things from the past year. Don't worry about the bad stuff. Let the past be in the past, but look back and give God some glory for the good things that He did over the past year. And as a church, I I was just thinking this week about 2022 as a church, and God did a lot of things through FBC Barberville in 2022. And here's just a few things that we did this past year. Of course, we saw a a good, healthy number of people come to faith in Christ. That's one of the most important things in follow-up in baptism. We also sent a a 15-member team to Brazil this past year on a medical mission trip. We sent people to Tanzania. We sent folks to Alaska, to Central Asia. You sent me to Belize for a couple of weeks. We were literally all around the world this year as a church. We completed countless projects with the Jerusalem team, building ramps, providing food, providing heat, helping people with housing, even helping one of our sister churches in the community with their roof. We called a student pastor this past year. Seems like he's been here forever, doesn't it? But we just called him like six months ago, believe it or not. Uh, We sent some of our kids to Kentucky Changers for a mission trip. Recently, we sent a large group to a youth conference where several of those kids were saved and baptized as a result of that. We set up a drop point for supplies that were needed for the Eastern Kentucky flood relief. We sent several teams over to Eastern Kentucky from our church to help with those mud outs and repairs. Uh, We sent people with Kentucky Disaster Relief over to Eastern Kentucky. We even sent several groups of our kids over to Eastern Kentucky to help out and to learn about missions. As a church, we created a sensory room for some of our kids so that their parents can attend Sunday school and church without having to worry about that. We began the strategic planning process or the long-range planning process as a church to kind of map out the next several years for our church We had the largest upward season to date, and I anticipate another good one actually starting this week in terms of number of participants. Most recently, our church served our community during this brutal cold snap over the Christmas weekend, opening up as a warming shelter. And over the course of Christmas weekend, about 26 people came through our doors to get warm, to get a hot meal, to get a shower, and get out of that dangerous cold that we had. And church, this past year, we put our money where our mouth is. And I say that because here's, here's what we did. As a church, we invested... I won't say we, we just gave. We actually invested either by putting, uh, giving to mission endeavors or putting our people on the mission field. Our church in 2022 invested some $247,808 in missions. Well done, First Baptist Barberville. 
needless to say, I'm a little excited, a little bit giddy about 2023. So, something else we did this past year was that we had our first true launch of D groups. We had a couple to start the year prior, but this year they we had our first, uh, I guess, multiplication or replication of those groups. And as of today, we're going to continue this into 2023. As of today, our participation in D groups has more than doubled since last year already. So I'm very thankful for that. Today, on your way out, if you haven't got one already, you can find a reading plan for this coming year. It starts today. Um, it will take you all the way through the Bible. Now, last year we hit the high points. We read most of the Bible, right? This one takes us all the way through every chapter, every verse of God's Word. And it's in chronological order. So you'll bounce around a little bit. But if you're like me, I think chronologically, right? So this should be a good plan for us. And I'm not a Bible salesman. But if you want one... There is a Bible out there that's already laid out according to the reading plan that we're following this year, and it's called Reading God's Story, a chronological daily Bible put together by George Guthrie. So, uh, if you need a reading plan, if we run out, let somebody know. Again, there are all the exits. If you're not in a D group, if you've not been invited and you want to be, make sure you let myself or Pastor Shane know so we can get you plugged in. Man, we'll start a new one if we have to, to get you plugged in to a D group. So, in your reading this week, you're going to get to go back to the beginning once again. And I want us to look at Genesis chapter 2 this morning. Last year, uh, on New Year's, I preached about the creation and the fall, and I shattered a big mirror here on stage. Remember that? I'm not, I'm not going to do that again, okay? It's, I know it scared a lot of people when that thing went everywhere. But I want us to look at some of the later details of God's creation and how the Lord is a master architect. I mean, He is a master designer, not only of the things in creation, the cosmos, the, the plants, the animals, even our human bodies, but the Lord designs these systems. He designs an atmosphere and an environment where people can grow closer to Him and thrive as we follow Him in obedience. So look at Genesis chapter 2, starting in verse 15. And the Bible says this. It says, The Lord took the man and placed him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to watch over it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree of the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For on the day you eat from it, you will certainly die. Then the Lord God said, It's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper corresponding to him. The Lord God formed out of the ground every wild animal and every bird of the sky and brought each to the man to see what he would call it. Whatever the man called the living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the livestock, to the birds of the sky, and to every wild animal. But for the man, no helper was found corresponding to him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to come over the man, and he slept. God took one of his ribs and closed the flesh at that place. Then the Lord God made the rib he had taken from the man into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man said, This one at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This one will be called woman, for she was taken from man. 
This is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife, and they become one flesh. And both the man and his wife were naked, yet felt no shame. So at this point in the creation narrative, we go into some of the the more intricate details of what God is doing. Creation is almost complete at this time, but only one thing is missing, and that's a helper for the man, a helper for Adam, a woman. And God has at this point created all of these incredible, uh, just fascinating things, things that can only come from the mind and imagination from God. But, but not only has He created that, I want, to, I want us to realize this morning, God has created a perfect world. And I know that that's hard for us to imagine because we've never experienced a perfect world, right? Our world is, is pretty messed up. We look around, there's a lot of chaos, there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of heartache, there's a lot of pain in our world, and we will never in our lifetimes experience a perfect world unless the Lord comes back and gives us a new world, a new heaven, and a new earth, which one day He's going to. But before the fall of man, this moment in time between creation and man's fall into sin, however long that was, was such a precious period in our history. Because in this brief period, we see that God provides not only these material things that that we as a race need to survive, but He provides this this perfect setting, even these ideological perfections that mankind needs to succeed. For example, in the first three verses, we see that God provides for man both freedom with responsibility. There's always a perfect balance with the Lord, isn't there? There's, there's freedom with responsibility. There's man with woman. There's light with darkness, life with death. God is, is balanced out. So, so God's design, His masterpiece of creation, again, it, it was perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. And just imagine, and I want us to imagine several things this morning. First, imagine just how lucky Adam was, right? This guy had it made. He didn't really have to do anything except exist and eat out of the garden that God himself gave him and and walk in the garden with the Lord, have perfect communion with God himself. It should have been easy. And God gave this man only one rule with all these countless liberties. And the Bible says that God took the man and he, he placed him in the garden. Now, when I read this, my mind pictures God picking man up and just sticking him right here in the middle of this garden where he belongs. And man was allowed to then enjoy just the, the boundless unbounding provision of God's perfect creation. To rule over it, to bask in it, as we will see, he was allowed to walk daily in the garden with God himself, to walk in the garden as he walks with me, as he talks with me, as he tells me that I am his own. And the joy that we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known, and again, won't until the Lord comes back. The man was so free Life was so perfect. However, freedom without responsibility is a curse and can lead to some terrible bondage. So God gave man one law, one rule, right? And we've learned this in Sunday school. We've heard this story a thousand times. It says, don't eat from the tree. Don't eat the forbidden fruit, that pineapple. We don't know what it was. I like to say pineapple, but it wasn't really about the fruit, was it? What was it really about? Obedience. It's about obeying the Maker. 
And even more than that, it was about the maker protecting the man to keep man from the knowledge of good and evil and to only know that which was good. God had made this creation, this system even, it was pure, it was perfect. And man did not know anything bad. Now, here's another thing I want you to imagine. Can you imagine not knowing anything bad? Imagine just for a moment. This is so timely for New Year's. Imagine not knowing today the pain of having any regrets for this past year. Imagine not knowing the pain of loss or sickness or death. Imagine not knowing what evil thoughts or depression or sadness felt like. God gave man liberty with one responsibility, not because God was a tyrant, but because God wanted to protect His creation, His man, because He loved man. And that's a theme that will carry on throughout all of Scripture. And so today, God has also still given us countless liberties. Folks, we have so much freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ, we can't even wrap our mind around it. But we also have responsibility today. We're supposed to follow Him. We're still supposed to obey Him. We're to make the Lord known to our neighbors and to the nations. We're supposed to spend time in His Word. And I pray you do that over the course of this year. We're supposed to spend time in prayer. We're supposed to spend time with other believers and worship Him as we've done this morning. Why? Not because God is so full of rules and expectations, but because it's good for us. I want you to understand that when God made us, He made us in a special way, and we'll talk about this, but we are at our best as humans when we're closest to our Maker. The next three verses, we see another masterpiece system at work, and that's that God provides form and rarity. God gives us form, He gives us structure, because our God is a God of order and not a God of chaos and confusion. He made this entire universe... And he gave it order. I mean, just think, our very existence on this planet Earth, I mean, it just hangs in this delicate balance. If it goes wrong in one direction or the other, we're toast. But God has put everything in order. He formed from the ground every animal, every even man from the dust of the earth. And then we have this fascinating section here in Genesis chapter 2 as man looks, sits, and he reviews all of God's creatures, all of God's creation. And it becomes very clear very quickly that man was rare among God's creatures. That man was the only creature that was bearing the image of God. And and being so, there was none suitable as a helper for man. And so what, very quickly, what does it mean that man was made in the image of God? Well, first of all, it means that man is unique. That man alone is rare among all of God's creation. He's God's special creation, personally designed and made and formed by God. And the Bible says that when God formed man from the dust of the earth, that he breathed his breath into him. And it's not only the breath of life that's in other animals, but it really means that man has a soul or a spirit, just like our Heavenly Father is a spirit. In addition to that, being created in God's image means that man has some capabilities. Man was designed with these special features that makes him a little bit more like his maker. For example, man has a mental capacity that's different from the rest of God's creation. Man was designed with the ability to reason, to think, to make conscious choices that aren't all, you know, they're not just only based on instinct. We can be creative, we can be emotional and rational and even intellectual, at least at least most of us. And we're still working on that. 
But we also have a moral capacity, not just a mental capacity, but God put in, in, in all of us, even the people that don't know God have a, some sort of moral compass embedded in them, this conscience that teaches them right from wrong. And I think that attribute is a reflection of our Maker's holiness. And when God made man, He was originally innocent and holy like His Creator. Also, God gave man, and this one's very important this morning, God gave man a social capacity. Now, I know that other animals are social. All all the dog and cat lovers, don't take me wrong this morning. Animals can be social, and they'll run together in herds and flocks and all of that stuff. But man was specifically made for fellowship. Man was hardwired to be social and to be in relationship with someone else. And that design itself is a reflection of God's social character, who existing in eternity past existed in perfect relationship within the Trinity of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And He imparted that to man when He made man. And so man was specifically and primarily to be in fellowship with who? Well, first of all, God. But in the Garden of Eden, uh, he also realized that man needs to be in relationship with other people. Now, I know that hurts the feelings of all of us introverts and people that like to hole up and don't just look. We just don't like people, but we need other people. And this is the only time in the whole creation account when God says something was not good. Everything else was good. It was very good. But God says, listen, it's not good for man to be alone. Man was a rare creature that God had made specifically for a specific purpose and needed someone just as rare and weird and crazy as him to be with him. And so our last point this morning is God provides fellowship and ribs. I love ribs. St. Louis style and baby back and That's not what the ribs we're talking about. God said man needed a helper. None other in creation could do this. Man looked at all these animals. He realized monkeys had hands on their feet and dogs couldn't talk and fish had to stay in the water. And so God provided the ultimate help for man. He made a woman. He made another image-bearing creature designed and made by God Himself. No other creature would provide man with the help that he needed. No other creature would give man this fellowship that God put in him that he needed and required. So God made this, I love the language, a helper, a co-laborer, a co-worshiper, a companion. Not out of the dust like He made man, but out of the man Himself, and very specifically out of man's rib. From his side, near his heart, where a woman would stay for the rest of time. A very special creation, as Adam would say, bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And together, they would serve the Lord. Together, they would raise a family. Together, they would worship God in the garden and walk with Him and talk with Him and commune with the Lord. And then together, this couple would sin and fall from God's glory. And it was through them, it was through this rare and unique pair in God's creation that God would then, in the next chapter, make the promise of promises that through this fallen couple, that He would bring the solution to the problem that they themselves had created. And that through them and their descendants, the Creator would bring one He would say that would crush the head of the serpent, and conquer man's sin once and for all. Why? 
Well, it's not just so man can go to heaven. It's not just so that man can be saved and be forgiven. But the big picture is so that paradise might be restored just like it was when God made all this thing in the first place. And God's most prized part of His creation, mankind, could have a relationship with Him through His Son, Jesus Christ, and might commune with Him just like Adam and Eve did before they fell into sin. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine walking through your garden this spring and just walking and talking and God's right there with you? You're just that close to the Lord. Well, today you can be that close to the Lord because man made us for a relationship. And the most important relationship man, God made man for was the relationship with him through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, many people will marry and they'll raise a family. And God wants us to do that if he's called us to do that. But we cannot forget that the most important relationship man needs he was designed to have, we have a design, it's not a design flaw, but we have a missing element in us now because of our sin, and it is a need for our God. And God made a, a way for us to have that, didn't He? It's through Christ. Stand with us as we close this morning. The second very close relationship that God designed us for was to be with our brothers and sisters in Christ. We need God in, in church. Look around. And if there's somebody here you don't like this morning, guess what? You need them too. God made us to need each other and to be around each other. And that's one reason these groups are so critical for us, church. It's because we come together and we grow together through God's Word. So my question for you this morning is, what relationship is missing in your life? Maybe you're here this morning and you're missing out on that fellowship with God. And you realize you need to be closer to the Lord. Maybe you're here this morning and you realize that you're missing out on the fellowship with other believers through the church. And maybe you realize you need to be plugged in here at First Baptist Church. And maybe that means being a member. Maybe that means being baptized. Maybe that means you need to sign up and be part of a D group this morning. Today, if you're not saved, you can be saved. Today, you can be part of the family of God, a family like you've never had called the church. And we're here in just a few moments. We're going to kick off 2023 the right way. We're going to go to the Lord's table. And we're going to reflect and we're going to commemorate the sacrifice that Christ made so that we could have that relationship with God the Father. And listen, if there's anything standing in the way between you and God this morning, I want you to just lay that down before you come and partake of His table. Would you do that this morning as we sing? Let's sing. Thanks for listening to the weekly sermon podcast. Please subscribe, but also join us live in person on the Court Square in Barberville or find us on YouTube by searching FBC Barberville on Instagram at first underscore Baptist underscore Barberville, on Twitter at BarbervilleFBC, or on our Facebook page, First Baptist Barberville.